In today's session of Agronomy on the Go, we catch up with Bethany Graybow, DeKalb Product Development Manager. This is Mindy McDermott from the Knowledge Transfer Team. Bethany, thank you for joining us today. Let's start with an introduction, and if you wouldn't mind providing a brief background about your role as Product Development Manager. Great. Thanks for having me today. My role right now is the DeKalb Product Development Manager, and what that means is that I have the duty of actually working with our technical agronomists to develop market needs to determine which products we need to bring into the portfolio. So I go into the deployment process and take those market needs that I've gathered from our technical agronomists and then choose the best products to add to the portfolio. Um, I've been with the company about seven years now, and I was initially brought on as a risk assessment scientist within the North America plant health team. So while I'm in product management now, I do have a background in plant pathology. Let's talk big picture first here. What do you consider to be the biggest disease concerns for corn growers in the U.S.? Yeah, from a corn you know, perspective, we're always, you know, it depends on where you are in the U.S., right? So if you're kind of in the West, goth as well is still a major focus. Um, this is actually an area where we were lagging behind the competition back in the early 2000s, 2010s. And we were able to develop an, um, an inoculation method with the grit blaster, which allowed us to do large scale screening um, of our germplasm against tar spot and bring in tolerance or against goss as well and bring in um, tolerance that way. So in the West, we're still very heavily focused on um, goss as well. In the South, there's a still a strong focus on NLB and Southern rust. And then as you head into kind of the East, you still have gray leaf spot at being an issue. So it depends on which geography that you're in, but I can think we, we all agree that tar spot and fusarium crown rot are definitely two diseases that we need to bring a focus to and bring improvements to our portfolio, bring opportunities to our portfolio. We we hear a lot about tar spot. Um, you mentioned fusarium. Um, what are the economic implications of tar spot and maybe fusarium for growers in the U.S.? And I'm assuming because that economic impact is high, that's why we have such a focus on it for our products. Yeah, I mean, you could have very significant yield losses up to 50% or, or even more severe in, in really, um, really favorable environments for tar spot or, you know, southern rust is kind of the same way. So you always want to try to bring together multiple options. So you want to be able to have germplasm tolerance, so product tolerance, as well as integrated management options like fungicides to bring those two pieces together to put it um, for our customers. So speaking of our, you know, integ integration of all of our, like, portfolio we're, we've talked a lot about the solution selling approach. And so how has the strategy changed for you as a product development manager now that we have the opportunity to utilize Bayer's full portfolio of products? So when, when we didn't have a fungicide platform that we could also pull into the mix of our tools to help us combat disease. We're still very focused on on bringing tolerance into the portfolio. Um, 
from a germplasm side. But I think what this enables you to do is maybe, um, you know, have a wider range of products that maybe bring other agronomic traits. Um, it's hard to get a product with everything you want. Um, in in that single product so this gives us options so you can have different management or different traits but you still have that option of of a chemical treatment or you know a fungicide treatment um, to help you with that that product because no product is going to have every aspect and every trait we could ever want this just gives us more options for better placement one of the newest diseases at least here in the u.s that is getting a lot of attention is tar spot. What are you and your team doing in regards to production development to to ensure that we're providing products that can help ward off diseases like tar spot, fusarium crown rot, and even other diseases that may be showing up in farmers' fields? Sure, and this is something where there's a lot of teams working specifically on tar spot. Um, we have an R&D focus group where we've gone from, you know, how do we just get this pathogen started in the controlled environment? And then there's another group that's over on the commercial side looking at what kind of programs could we have? What does that knowledge transfer look like and our, our connection with um, universities and uh, fungicide management, which like Mercedes um, NTD has been working on. So we do have a wide range of, of folks within this company that are very focused on how to bring tar spot tolerance per, forward, and then also how to make those fungicide recommendations when needed. Um, in terms of our approach about bringing, you know, new tolerance in from the product management side, our perspective is really about connecting with the sales teams and the technical agronomist. They're kind of, they're the eyes and the ears of what's happening locally. And so keeping that partnership really strong with them helps inform us of what those actual needs are. And then we, we steward those to the proper groups within the breeding organization and R&D to make sure that we have the awareness and, um, and the priority to move those those disease traits forward. Excellent. So in one of our earlier conversations with Randy Myers about kind of disease management, one of the things that he mentioned in terms of tar spot is that in Central America, they have been dealing with um, tar spot for years. And, you know, someone might say, well, they have some disease tolerant hybrids that are developed for that market. Why can't we just bring some of those to this market? What are the implications there and why is that not necessarily feasible? Yeah, that's a great question um, because they do have pretty good tolerance there in a lot of their products, um, but it's all in this tropical background. So uh, much of the genome, you know, is designed to uh, deliver in a tropical region. Um, and here in kind of, we, we have more of the temperate germplasm as our base germplasm here. Um, so we can definitely utilize those same genes. It just takes us a lot longer to be able to utilize them in the breeding uh, pipeline because we can't just cross that tropical germplasm with the temperate and expect to have a fully temperate hybrid. Um, you know, it'd be kind of like using something that's just a way different RM, right? Um, mm -hmm. 
So we can definitely utilize that tolerance, and that is actually something we're working on in the controlled environment, is screening that tropical material. Because in the controlled environment, so in giant growth chambers in St. Louis, um, we don't have to worry about the maturity date or the flowering date. Um, so we can plant it whenever we want and look at it right away. Uh, so that is definitely a positive about this controlled environment method that we've developed to look at tar spot specifically is we're able to evaluate this tropical material side by side with our temperate North America germplasm and really find out what we're missing and, and how much better the tropical material may be. We have talked about our controlled environment trials as well as our field trials and the data that's generated as a result of all of these trials uh, with a couple other guests that have been on agronomy on the go. But from your perspective, Bethany, as a product development manager, how do we utilize the information gained from these trials? Going into our deployment or advancement process, all of that data is analyzed in various ways. Um, one of those ways is to use a BLUP, which is just a multi-year analysis to understand this kind of the stability of that rating over time and what you could expect across years. So once we get that information from the plant health team um, going into deployments, we're thinking about what are our market needs of the products that we need to bring forward and what are those disease traits that are important for those products, for those market needs. Um, and then we we look through the data with the help of um, in corn, you know, we have Andrea Dolzal and Carolina Charvo, who helps us go through and identify where is our tolerance, but then also where is something that's maybe less tolerant that's going to be a watch out um, in the products. So we we kind of step through and identify the products that have the characteristics that we need and we rely very heavily on that plant health team to get that in, to us in a timely manner and um, and to help us walk through that that data. As we bring this session of agronomy on the go to a close, uh, what advice would you have for our field teams that that may be providing disease management guidance for farmers? I think it's really important to stay connected and to let your, you know, in terms of what you're seeing in the field. So you can watch um, Twitter. There's also the IPM um, pipe maps that are coming out um, where the extension agent or extension specialists are adding disease observations for various diseases. So kind of keeping your your ear to the ground to understand what is happening regionally in your area um, and kind of be prepared for some of those pathogens that can actually move north or blow north with the wind like southern rest this year, which has been found down in Texas and also in Florida. So um, kind of keeping an eye on that, making sure that you're aware of what's happening around you um, and then be prepared to make a fungicide um, decision if you if you need to do it based off of your region of if that disease is present and um, if the environment's looking favorable to continue um, that disease development. And then in addition to that, just stay connected with your um, with your technical agronomist, let them know what's happening. All of that information flows up into product management. And also I do highly recommend submitting samples through, I believe it's the disease guide app. Um, you can work with your technical agronomist on, on how to submit a sample into the lab. Um, they've had training on this over the years. So that's a great way. If you're not sure what you're seeing, get it submitted to the diagnostic lab so you have an answer, so you know what you're working with. Great information and great advice here from Bethany Graybow. 
stay connected, use your resources, and most of all, stay safe.